This is the Rootinous, Tootinous Show This Side of the Mississippi. This podcast is 10 pounds of crazy in a 5-pound sack. So butter me up and call me a biscuit, because you'll be as surprised as me to see what this posse of banditos has in store for you tonight. To uh, reply, and you're not friends or family, we'll send you one. We're not paying for it, though. Pick, you your, fa- pick your favorite cast member, you'll get the name <laughs> on it, too. <laughs> you'll get the favorite, you'll get the name on it, and you'll get a blow-up sex doll. <laughs> But in all seriousness, um, Travis, thank you to uh, Heather and whoever she worked with to get those made. Uh, I think that was a big surprise to all of us. I don't think we ever knew it was coming. Maybe you did. No, I didn't. Actually, actually, as a matter of fact, when I when I came home, uh, I guess it was Friday. I think it was Friday. uh, My mother in law was over, and um, you know, I was putting stuff away in the house, cleaning up a little bit. When I got home from work, we were getting ready to drive to Denham Springs for a wrestling tournament that was going to take place Saturday morning. And I just trying to hurry up. And then my wife said, well, I think Carson left, you know, a mug in the man cave. And then I was, I got kind of mad because I was like, oh, this, you know, this bum always leaves shit laying around. <laughs> can't pick up after himself. And then my mother-in-law, I don't think understood where Heather was going with it either. I don't think she realized that she had done this for us. And she peeks her head in the man cave. She's like, there's actually five of them. And I was like, or five or six of them. And I was like, five or six of them. I was like, how much coffee does this boy drink? Like, he, I only, you know, I've only seen him drink coffee every now and again. You know, he mixes a lot of cream in it and whatnot. And I go peek my head in and I see him. I was like, oh, damn, that's very nice. You know, so it's very cool. It's got our, uh, you know, the, the logo that's on our logo that's on Spotify, the logo that's on Facebook, the logo that's on, on X. Um, but it's on coffee mugs and... Uh, I said you can be the first person who's not friends or family who may try to get you one. So yeah, uh, it was a total surprise because, like, I mean, full disclosure without giving away a lot of details, uh, she had messaged me on the side about the logo and asked for some stuff, and I didn't know what she was going to do with it. Yeah, I sent her a logo, but I had no idea what she was doing with I, it. I was wondering if, like, you know, because some of them are more quality than others, you know. So mm-hmm. who knows? But uh, yeah, that that was a super she nice story. Off of Spotify. <laughs> You got pissed royalties for that. Pissed <laughs> royalties. But uh, yeah, it's a super nice touch. Um, so nice. what's uh, what's everybody going to be drinking out of the, these coffee mugs? Coffee. Ooh, Probably uh, <laughs> Cafe Bustello. Well, I'm going to be drinking coffee out of it, but right now I am drinking a really, really tasty sour from Gnarly Barley Brewing. You're about to spill. Anyway. There's a little seepage coming out, <laughs> but it's called Tangy Sunny G, and it is a mango and cara cara orange sour from Nolly Barley Brewing in Hammond, Louisiana. I was just there last weekend. One of my favorite breweries as far as the setup goes. They have a lot of variety as far as beer goes as did well. You buy that from there? And I did. I bought it from the brewery itself, and they actually had one I liked a little bit better. Which was not didn't have the mango in it, but tasted very similar. And it was called Golden Age, Golden Age Sour, Golden Age. <laughs> well, uh, well I, it's so funny, Patrick. I'm, I'm, Aids. <laughs> no, it's not time for Phil- it's not time for Philadelphia talk yet. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about when we're going to pan around and ask Grayson, who's sitting in with us for the moment, about what she's drinking tonight. And it's just, it just, it made me laugh, okay? Sorry. <laughs> Grayson, you're about to finish yours, so what are you drinking tonight? I'll go through the sun. What flavor? Tropical pineapple. 
Oh, it's not. Is it roaring waters? waters? Is it roaring waters? Yeah. It is. Yes. So it's the water. So, so it's like the watered down, you know, uh, Bud Light version. One gram of sugar now. It's like um, the Bud. It's like the Bud Light version of Capri Sun. Both the regular and the roaring waters, they reduce the sugar. So now the roaring waters is mineral water, and the regular Capri Suns like the roaring waters used to be. Yeah. But I think we can all agree at this table that Pacific Cooler is probably the best Capri Sun. Or is that just a debate for another time? Yeah. I'd be a debate for another time. I like kiwi strawberry. Well, one of the things that I found interesting, you said, and we may have mentioned this on a podcast, you know, and it was a, there was a little while that you know, Todd, Mike, and I were, you know, talking about the humor and the idea of what, it, you know, what goes into, you know, making a brewery and, and renting out the space and, and basically just forming our own brewery. And, you know, Todd mentioned drinking, you know, gnarly barley, sunny D beer over there. And gnarly barley was actually the one that really kind of made the idea pop. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, we've been to Urban South many a times. We've been to Port Orleans many a times. Um, but gnarly barley, if, you, if you've never been there, you know, take a, do yourself a favor. Take a ride out to Hammond. Um, they have a nice brewery that has, you know, the brewery on one side of the street. Uh, that that serves the beer has a merch shop in it. You know has beers that you can carry out with some tables and chairs, an area for music and a band to play. Um, but then if you go across the street, they have this big open area where they could set up a stage, have a you know like a arts and cra- arts and crafts festival and any kind of stuff. And they've recently opened um, a restaurant on the other side that serves burgers and sandwiches and things like that. So it's a lot of open space. And it's just a great way to, to just go out and spend a Saturday. You can just go outside, sit, have some beers, have some food, um, listen to some music. Uh, they really have the setup done correctly. So I have to give like a major shout out to Gnarly Barley on that. And most of them are kid-friendly too. I mean, when, before they built that burger joint with Gnarly Barley, they had in that open field was a lot of games for kids to play. I uh, had like cornhole and like this big tic-tac-toe board and things like that. Um, and I feel like a lot of breweries today are kind of making it – Geared towards family outings mm-hmm. instead of just adult outings, so it's. I mean, that would be wise. You, you know, the more people can get in there to come in, and I have to like worry about finding a, a sitter for the kids or someone to watch them while you go out and do adult things and whatnot like that. Yeah. It makes sense. If you go now, if you go to Foberg out in New Orleans East, <laughs> if you don't get a shot, you can't wear a bulletproof vest. But it seems like they always have something going on out there, whether it be live music and games for the kids. Like they had a Oktoberfest one time, it was pretty cool. Like bouncy houses and whatnot. Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of like kid friendly and also cool atmosphere, I am drinking a Zoni Mash Making Groceries IPA, which two things to say of it is one is I don't normally drink IPAs. I, 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 it's not really my preference. Norm, normally when I go to breweries, I usually pass on the IPAs if I'm doing a flight. I just don't like the, uh, the general all around hoppiness of it. Uh, this one to me, you can definitely taste a little bit of the hoppiness. But it's still kind of got a little bit of a lager type taste to it. Um, so I really do like this. Probably my favorite IPA that, that exists out there. And that is I, uh, Making Groceries by Zoni Mash. But same kind of thing. Like if you haven't been to Zoni Mash, Zoni Mash is an old movie theater that has been converted into a brewery. The gym theater. So they have, they, they still have the movie theater screen on the inside. They have plenty of seating. They have the brewery in, inside. Uh, outside they have a stage set up to where... Again, musical acts play plenty of outdoor seating and outdoor uh, outdoor uh, bar that serves you know the beer they brew. Uh, so again, nice place for a family atmosphere. I know during Halloween they play horror movies on the screen while people are enjoying their beer. So uh, 
Yeah, it's an, another great environment that I am drinking. Making groceries by Zoni Mash. With mosaic and citra hops. Are you getting paid to do advertisements for these uh, these breweries? Unfortunately, I'm not. But all we can do is hope to gain follows and then maybe do a pod from the, from yeah, the breweries. You guys want to sponsor the pod. I mean, Sounds like a road trip's in order. I mean, Zoni Mash, if you're listening. Sean, what are you drinking? Well, I'm looking at the Making Groceries can. And shout out to the Simone guy who does that art style. We met the dude on a magazine one day. like randomly walked by his stand and he signed the back of a painting for us. Was it the guy that Mike met, though? The guy that Mike met. Was it, what, what, what's his name? Uh, was it Terrence so Howard? Or... <laughs> Terrence Howard. I don't think it was Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. <laughs> what was his name? The guy Terrence. <laughs> <What? laughs> we love you, Terrence Howard. You're better than Don Cheadle. <laughs> okay. Who's the guy that Mike met? Terrence Osborne. Terrence Osborne. Way to show your heartless. See, I, ne- I never... Uh, I never heard of the guy. Well, next time we're at my house doing this, I'll show you the two paintings right above the table that are from there. Have you ever heard of the Jazz Fest? <laughs> oh. This one has a white tip. Go ahead, John. Oh, Jesus. I think I mentioned this one before. I think, I think we might have our title for this episode. <laughs> First of all, it's in my Toast Sunday koozie, the end of Mardi Gras, but also green because St. Patrick's Day is coming up. I'm drinking the Elysian Space Dust IPA again. It's very, um, this one's very hoppy. It's 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 strong. It's 8.2% alcohol. And it's way better on tap. Like if at Carrollton Station, if you can get it on draft, it's way, you know, nice and cold. It's way better than in the bottle. But, uh, yeah, even though it's called Elysian, it's definitely not local. It says Elysian's bottled and brewed in Seattle, Washington. Washington? So I don't know why Elysian Brewery would be in Seattle, Washington, but whatever. We've got a lot of kids in here for a non-kid, non-kid friendly podcast. This is a PG-13 version. Right? <laughs> right. And no, none of them in here are 13, right? Uh, sex dolls <laughs> already mentioned. So yeah. I don't know. Is, uh, there, is there a PG or Y7? Is that the, the rating on TV? Something like that. And Patrick's got his little snooter. Yes, I... Snooter. I, I must put up a snooter glass. <laughs> and as usual, I'm not drinking beer today. I'm drinking Eagle Rare bourbon. Uh, known by many, loved by by many. Nothing else we to say about that. Um, Travis, I've noticed uh, your beer while looking at it. You have a pretty interesting little koozie uh, for your beer. What uh, what is your koozie right there? I am sporting the UNO Privateers uh, College koozie. That's uh, a bunch of all four of us at this table are, are UNO alums. That's where we all got our college degrees from. Um, this is not a sports-related koozie. This is just one that represents the school. But it does have the badass, like, privateer Florida Lee logo on it. Like, yes. So I was wearing that polo very, very, I should have left it on. Very, very underrated logo in college sports, So I would say. Speaking of UNO and kind of segue into something, the first topic we want to really get into. Uh, so football season is over with. So for a lot of people, your Sundays are kind of – less action-packed and whatever, and people are kind of figuring out, well, what do we do until the next season comes out? Well, we know they have the USFL, or the US, yeah, the USFL. UFL. The UFL, I'm sorry, which is now merged with the XFL to just be one spring ball league. Um, But there's still plenty of sports to go around, even though football is the major football, the major sports uh, genre in our country. We've got hockey is... They're just past the All Star break, and they're starting to inch closer to playoff time. 
the NBA. NBA, uh, they just got for all-star break, so they're back in swing now. Um, their playoffs start, I think, around June. The NBA. Oh, it's more May, I think. More May, yeah. So that's right. Um, but speaking of UNO, baseball and college baseball specifically is now started up and underway. And we are actually going to go to the Tulane UNO baseball game on Tuesday. Well, so I'm, it'll be my first game of the season. Uh, looking forward to it. I know there are a couple games in our season so far. Um, UNO's looked... I'd say pretty, they look solid. They, a couple bad results, but it's a couple wins that I didn't really plan on that early in the season. We'll get a, a first real good test uh, against Tulane, who is considered not a powerhouse, but they're, they're a very, very good baseball team, top top half of the of the entire sport, I would say. Yeah. Uh, they had a down year last year, so I'm curious to see how, how Tulane responds this year. Uh, but generally, they are pretty... You know, not gonna we're not gonna put them at LSU caliber, but they generally have a pretty good, you know, pretty good baseball program. Uh, but you know, in all seriousness, as, as you since UNO has has hired Blake Dean, they've really kind of had Tulane's number when it comes to the uh, you know that Pelican Cup series that they do every year, where it's the best of three between the two teams. And UNO has really kind of had Tulane's number over the past couple of years. Um, yeah, but to, to, you know, Todd and I are big UNO baseball fans. We keep up with it pretty religiously. Uh, you know, they, they track college baseball now on ESPN Plus. So much like hockey, you know, ESPN Plus has been kind of a godsend because if you have an ESPN Plus account, they play a large majority of college baseball games. They play a lot of NHL games. So you can really kind of keep up with a lot of your favorite teams. To kind of just you know, give a brief synopsis on UNO season so far, they the important part is they've won both of their, se- both of their series so far. Um, against uh, was it was a Georgia State? Georgia State. Georgia State was the first uh, team. They won two out of three there. They lost their op- their season opener pretty bad. I think it was like twelve to five or something like that. Um, but then they rebounded strong, came out and won the next two games. So they won that series. Last week they played a midweek game against uh, Southern Miss, and you know we know Southern Miss is usually a pretty good. And they were nationally good. ranked for the past couple of years. Yeah, they're usually a pretty strong baseball program. So. In, re- in reality, nobody really expected UNO to win that game. They, they kept it closed for a few innings, but then uh, Southern Miss kind of broke away. Same thing this weekend, though. They had a, a three-game series against uh, Evansville University, and uh, UNO actually came out and got the first two wins there, but they got beat pretty bad today. But they still ended up winning the series. So they're 4-3 uh, and three on the season so far, and I'm, much like Patrick, I'm excited to see you know what happens on Tuesday against Tulane. Yeah, I mean they look they look like a very very scrappy team that doesn't really want to give up the fight. You know, the, it, against Evansville they were behind in both games and really came back at the end to win it. Um, I wasn't able to watch game two, but Tra- I know Travis was watching it. It seemed like they kind of won in stunning fashion, and they had, it was extra innings, right? Today, yeah, yeah. You know, the extra innings. Um, but I mean, I think they're going to have a lot of growing pains this year. You know, last year if you looked at the Blake team one, I think it was. 36 games in the season, 37 if you count uh, the, the extra games. But um, they had a very, very solid team hitting-wise last season. They lost, I think, their, their three or four best hitters in Tristan Moore, Kasten Burr, um, and Tyler Bischke. Heron. Yeah, Anthony Heron to Jorge Tato, even, even in that mix, too. They lost a lot of their big guns. Um, so they're kind of in rebuild mode, but they, they have some impressive bats in a lot of them. They still got 
Miguel Lucette, uh, Isaac Williams. Uh, follower of the pod, Mitchell Sanford is playing on a, a whole nother level. Uh, he was an LSU transfer. Kid's phenomenal to watch, very, very talented. And they got a new guy, uh, and I'm going to stress the word new. His name's Micah New. He's their leadoff hitter. We're basically replacing Casting Fur. And, you know, I like, see what she did there. As I said, this guy I was talking about earlier, the guy is like a base running wizard, just great in that leadoff spot, and he swings the bat so ridiculously hard. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like he's trying to cut down a tree or something. <clears throat> And I, and I know I was listening to the that the, the announcer was saying that he's had some of them the higher <clears throat> exit velocities on his hits, you know, just based upon how hard he swings. Um, yeah, he's been a he's been a pleasant surprise on the season. Um, Ty pointed out Mitchell Sanford. Mitchell Sanford is playing at an unreal, like almost like cartoon or video game number pace right now. He so, was actually in a, an LSU st- uh, transfer, so you know he's one of the guys that kind of got away from that national championship team and. You know, he may regret that a little bit from that angle, but, you know, us here in New Orleans love having him on the private tiers. Does he mean he sucked too much Belichick? <laughs> I guess he didn't meet their standards. I don't know. They, they got high standards. Though. I mean, so I don't know. Go watch, go watch him play right now. You, there ain't nothing that sucks about the way he's playing right now. Uh, to, to take, a like, a more of a macro look and approach at it, uh, Todd, we know you're a Mississippi State fan. Yeah. I am um, a known Florida baseball fan. Travis, do you have a yeah, so so baseball? You know, Ohio State is my my general football team, but uh, when it comes to baseball, I actually follow the Stanford Cardinal, and they've actually my, and Todd Todd can share the same sentiment when it comes to uh, to college baseball because Mississippi State's off to a pretty terrible start too, but I think Stanford got their second win of the season today. I think they're just something like two and two and nine or something something crazy like that. You know, Travis and I went to the College World Series in twenty twenty one when Mississippi State won. It was probably, I would say, a top three trip that I've taken in my lifetime. It's a really, really great experience. I would say it's top one. It's probably, yeah, it's, my, it probably was, my favorite trip I've ever been on. It was a god trip. It was, man. It was, it was great. Uh, so I would highly recommend it if you haven't been, but I guess where I'm going with this conversation, Patrick mentioned I'm a Mississippi State fan, and I, I had actually proposed this idea. I'm not trying to cut you off. <laughs> I had actually proposed this idea back in 2021. Um, Mississippi, State, Mississippi State was ranked third in the nation at the beginning of the season. And I remember we were sitting at Philburg, and it was, I think, me, Travis, Sean, and I think Biff. Maybe maybe Mike was there, too. Was Mike was at the time. Mike and Jason came. I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, I, I even said, like, Mississippi State goes to the College World Series. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. And I was like, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, 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 we're in, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> I wasn't joking, man. I, we did it. It was a fun experience. Uh, but Mississippi State has not looked good since, since that year. Yeah. Uh, they had a mediocre season, I think, the following year, and they have been pretty much terrible. Lightning in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. A trip, to, a trip to Omaha is definitely on my kind of bucket list of, well, my short list of uh, sports things I'd like to, uh, to experience in the car and attend. Uh, Sean, I think you're just more like a UNO baseball fan. I don't think you have a more. I don't think you have a college team. Who might I remember, right? I mean, I jumped on the bandwagon with LSU last year and won some money on him. So, <laughs> you hey, know. hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Making a little money, uh, never hurt anybody. Yeah, not like a ton, but you know, when they, when yeah. they won a the championship, I made like thirty-seven bucks. Yeah, something like that. Um, so kind of. Going out even further, let's take it away from, from college. No, let's, let's not take it away from college yet because, you know, we're talking about going to see our first UNO baseball game, again, being UNO alums. 
on, on Tuesday. Going to watch him play Tulane. Uh, this probably won't be our last UNO game of the season. We'll probably try, at least try to catch two or three more through as the season goes on. And you know, I propose the idea of going out there and you know maybe doing a pod from Maestri Field at a tailgate. The maze. Maybe seeing if we can catch some of the UNO players on their way in and see if they'd be interested in uh, in, in sitting down and answering some questions on the pod for a sec. Maybe pull up a truck and hit him, watch the game from the left. I'll I'll take your sorry, idea. <laughs> I'll take your idea a couple steps further. We're not going to just go to go to two or three games. We're going to go to a bunch of games. We're going to we're going to go watch some games from the levee. We're going to maybe do a tailgate for a couple games. Obviously, go into the stadium and watch a couple games. We'll see if we can maybe talk to a player or two post game and do a quick little interview with them. Maybe if they if they let us get some. Uh, some publicity for them and for me for us as well. But no, like the games are easy to get to. They're not expensive. So I, I think we better go to a bunch of them and have a good little, have a good time. No, I mean, and the tickets, what is the highest ticket price? Like, is it like 10, it's 10 bucks. It's in the bleachers, right? Yeah. So, so ticket, the like, ticket prices, even behind home plate, are very, very reasonable. And yeah. it's like I said, last season, I think they won 36 games on the season. They were a highly, highly entertaining team to watch. Um, Tristan Moore, I think Jack that was like something like twenty five home runs last year, so it was it was a pretty he, fun team to watch. Fortunately, he transferred to the University of Houston, but but um, you, you know, and look, we do follow Willie. Prince. And look, shout out to uh, Barstool New Orleans, who also follows the UNO Private Jet Baseball team. They they're following our pod, we're following them, um, and a couple of the players. And I know uh, we talked that we praised Mitchell Sanford earlier for being this the stud that we ended up receiving from LSU. He's following our pod right now. Um, hopefully he's listening, but, uh, also, you know, shout it out, you know, the guy who pitched the, this morning for UNO didn't have his best outing today, but he's a very nice guy. Uh, you know, my pitch, pitch great. And then his opening game, and he did put six, six scoreless innings on the, on the first opening series. But, uh, you know, I made a, a post back on Twitter, probably when it was called Twitter before it was X, you know, stating that, you know, my son Carson really likes him. He's his favorite player. And he actually sent me a DM. And said, "Well, hey, look, bring your son to a game. Let me know how many." Let me know. He's like, "Let me know how many tickets you need. Well, you know, get you some tickets, and, and you know, got us that got us behind home plate, and you know, got us some, some free tickets to the game. So it's very nice of him." So just be on notice, all UNO baseball players, trainers, coaches, we're coming into your DMs. That includes you, Blake Dean. All of you. We love we're, Blake Dean. We're going to get some interviews from you. We're going to meet you in person. We're going to shake some hands. We're going to autograph some stuff for us. Maybe our faces. Don't know. But we will we'll have a presence at the uh, at a bunch of games this season. Maybe, maybe a, a two-lane game here and there. Those those tickets are also reasonably priced. That's a fun uh, I mean, I mean, how fun are, atmosphere to go check out a game in. I mean, not, not to really knock the maze because, I mean, you know, the, the stadium in itself, I think, is just uh, aside from – the newly seats that they built not that long ago. I mean, you got the you got the levee, you got the blue monster out there. I mean, there's definitely. I know. I think I think Blake Dean is a lot responsible for that. Like I, I think, you know, nothing oh. against nothing against Coach Maestri when he was there in his final years before we hired Dean. But I think he got he got that money turning into where they revamped the field, they revamped the wall in the back. I mean, yeah, the field is looking pretty nice now. There's definitely a whole lot of uniqueness to that field. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, when you go there and watch the game, it kind of just feels like home. Great stadium. Sean, but, Sean, before, before we move on to Tulane, though, Sean, would you like to uh, vent a little bit about sitting on the levee? <laughs> <laughs> vent about sitting on the levee. <laughs> 
Fuck, you just put him in a spot there. Yeah, what you complain about wanting to sit on the levy? About, I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. They, they, they don't let us sit on the levy? Yeah. They act like it's for students or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and it's like, we've got, you know, paying customers that want to go out yeah, there. So we, and, you know, we made a comment at one point to say like, hey, it would be really cool to go sit and watch a game out on the levy, kind of like the Zephyrs used to do for the reduced price. I mean, I mean shit, we pay like, I, I pay 10 bucks, the same as the bleachers to go sit out there. I mean, I think it'd be a cool experience. It's hard to be but, more. But I, I, I believe okay. it was, I don't know who Sean asked, I don't know if it was security guard or a ticket. No, I remember call, I called one day, I think, and they acted like, oh, yeah, that's not really a general admission type thing or something. It was almost like, you know, the guy, like, didn't want to admit that, like, oh, yeah, we kind of, like, didn't regulate whoever went up there. And, mm-hmm. like, the truck of, you know, kids you saw up there drinking and cutting up was, like, <laughs> not supposed to happen. <laughs> Well, you know, I made, I made a joke the other day you know, about, uh, you know, just act like you're taking a tour of Suno's campus and walk out of their building and climb the fucking fence because that's basically, you know, that, that the, the fence of, of Maestri Field separates, you know, UNO's campus from Suno's campus. From like, what, is the, what, is the, what are the dorms called in the back, like privateer place? Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think from there you can come up back there, something like that, up the levee or something. Todd, let me ask you this. Would you... I haven't looked at the schedule, so I'm just speaking hypotheticals. I don't know it yet. If uh, if your dogs go to uh, to the box, would you be interested in taking I mean, a, I would. Uh, I would, but a the, trip up? I talked about that with my neighbor. Uh, <laughs> uh, a wasted trip this year. <laughs> I talked about that with my neighbor at some point. But, I mean, the tickets for that game were, like, astronomical. They were, like, I mean, LSU's price gouging. You, know, it's not, you don't get the... Dollar experience that you get. I went to a few games last year. They're they're a little more expensive, but they're not that bad. I went to um probably four four or five games last season just at uh, at the box. Depending upon who they're playing, what is the average ticket price? It's like maybe 15, 20 tops. Yeah, I think it was like I think we paid twenty bucks for mid level in the to the left of home plate, sort of down play base side. No, 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 no. I mean. Probably, wait, I'm, I'm not. I'm not paying that much to see LSU play. All right, so it's it's I mean, reasonable. I, I definitely, I'm LSU, I, I, I've never seen a game from Alex Box, you know, <laughs> and I'm a big baseball stadium guy, mm-hmm. as you can see from the the scratch off list on my wall. Mm-hmm. Um, not an LSU fan, any stretch of imagination, but I would definitely go see Mississippi State lose to LSU. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when Mississippi State's losing to like Austin P, then uh, you know, they lost right. to Georgia Southern yesterday. Hey, if. If, I know Florida's not your team, but if you'd like to accompany me in my sorrow game, my ass kicked by uh, by LSU. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going back to Gainesville I, for I, anything. One of my goals within the next couple of years, I, I would love okay, to wait for Mississippi State to get good again to go to go watch a game from the dude. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Duty Noble Field, but it just looks like something spectacular. Like it shouldn't even belong on a college campus. Well, it's like pro level quality. St- Stark Vegas does their their, their their sports complex is pretty uh, pretty right. Yeah, too bad the teams can't deliver. Davis Wade, Davis Wade looks like a really nice stadium too. Um, getting getting out to stay stay on. <laughs> you got a little lamp yeah. on your face. <laughs> right, anyway, stupid uh, spillage. <laughs> little spittle. Hey, staying staying in the sport, but going out to the pros. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers reported what last week or a week and a, two weeks ago. Uh, we're gonna kind of go just kind of quickly because we have other like sports that we kind of want to talk about. Uh, we'll kind of go around. So we'll we'll go through our baseball team and at least what we 
what do you expect of your team this season, or what do you think about your team's chances of, let's say, playoffs, or maybe further if your team is good enough to uh, like that? I mean, I think my team has a legitimate shot to uh, to make it to the World Series. I think my big concern right now is whether or not Kyle Bradish is going to be pitching this season. Um, there's rumors coming down the pike that he may need Tommy John surgery, and that, you know, with the addition of Corbin Burns, uh, you know, you would think, you know, you have Burns, Bradish, Kramer, Means, if you can stay healthy, Means is supposed to start the end of the season on the IL, too. Um, even though, oh, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez. That's a pretty solid rotation right there. Um, but now there's, there's rumors that Bradish might not be playing this year. I think he might have Tommy John surgery. The pitching rotation already is kind of like the big question mark for the Orioles. It's still receiving criticism with Burns as their ace. Um, so, I mean, I think if you can have a solid rotation this year, the Orioles have a good shot to to make it to the ALCS and to possibly make it to the, the World Series. Because, I mean, the, their lineup is pretty much stacked from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. How soon did I call up Jackson Holiday? No, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be open today. Okay. I, I I would think that the Orioles, I think the Orioles would be doing themselves a disadvantage and I have him as an open day starter. I mean, just even even like imagine even the even though the team's already good, I think that kid can also bring in a lot of money for that team. I think it would be a disadvantage for them not to bring him up. So is he is he playing short a second? Oh, he's gonna play short. I think it would be Mountcastle first, Westburg second. Holiday, short, Jonah Henderson, third. And Urias, despite being a gold lover, I mean, still going to be a utility guy. His bat just doesn't bring much to the table. Todd, if, if let's just say Bradish doesn't play this year, what would you like to see the Orioles do with that last spot in their rotation? I mean, I've said this before, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this man on the pod. I think Trevor Bauer would be a nice fill-in. In that spot, you know, and, and he's willing, and I really don't know if you guys have seen, but he's really, really willing to accept deals for like, like almost like league minimum. Mm-hmm. Like he is like, he wants to be back in, the, in Major League Baseball and, uh, you know, the, the dude tore it up in, in Japan. So it's like, why would, why would Major League Japan. teams not give this man a shot? You know, he's already been, it's already been proven that he's been wrongfully accused. All right. his charges have been dropped. Why not give Steve, Why not give Trevor Bauer that, that shot? I um I'll I'll jump in real quick since you brought up Bauer because he was not exactly linked to the Cardinals, but there was he some also talk on record saying that he would love to play for the Orioles. So that's good. I, I would like to see Bauer get another shot being a Guardians fan. I used to love him when he was an Indian. Mm-hmm. You know? um, like they, there was some talk I think for maybe a hot minute about him and the Cardinals maybe. Had some conversations about if he had a spot form and what that would look like, where he would fit into the team. Um, my team outlook, I I've got some mixed feelings. I, I like I like bringing Carpenter back. That's that's more of a sentimental thing, but I think he'll help us. Do you want to bring Adam Wainwright out of retirement? Adam Wainwright can come out and do the national anthem anytime he wants. But as far as putting on a jersey, I don't really want to see much of that to happen. <laughs> Unless, unless we have a rash of injuries and we just need our environment, a guy who gave his heart and soul to that organization, eh? I, listen, I know. I mean, he was like a career. Did he play his whole career for them? Yeah. He did. He was. He is a legend, absolute legend, stud. The last two, three years of hanging on and those horrible starts 
that he that we got out of him just kind of tarnished not his overall reputation for me, but that I'm still sour about those last two uh, seasons or whatever. Um, and not like we had not like he was holding anyone up from coming up to take a spot from him in a rotation, but it was just watching his starts were a little painful. Um, but as far as the team, we, we still have Arenado, we have Goldschmidt, uh, Carpenter's back. The pitching staff is going to be solid. I don't think we're going to be world beaters in that regard, but we should be able to hit enough to make up for the back end of the, the rotation being average, I guess. Um, all, obviously, the goal is always to make the playoffs, but for me, beat the Cubs, win the, whole, win the, series, the season series against the Cubs is a mandatory thing. I don't know if we're going to have enough to, to keep up with the Reds and Dela Cruz and that whole uh, cast of character because they look. Friday, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. But the Reds, I mean, I know it's spring training and preseason, but that was the Guardians' first game of spring training, and then the, the Reds beat the shit out of the Guardians. So Yeah, I mean, that team is very much on the ascend, just all the talent they have, especially the young talent too. So they're going to they're gonna be a problem. The Pirates are going to be – they're frisky. I wouldn't say they're a great team, but they're going to be frisky. They're going to give us some merit. I remember last season, the Pirates started out ridiculously hot. Yeah. Well, well, their big stud player got hurt early in the season. Yeah. And that was a bad bad break for them. Mm -hmm. But the Pirates do have a lot of young talent up the pipeline as well from all their bad years. They they were able to drive young talent. Mm -hmm. And it's just unfortunate for them that they keep having injuries to those players and whatnot. And once those players get good, they probably won't be able to keep them. You know, that's another another issue they're going to run. So, what about your Guardians? So, the Guardians, to me, like, they, they really haven't done that much to make a bang in the offseason. Bang! Uh, I think the one thing that, that still – I think the one thing that still kind of gives me hope as a Guardians fan is the fact that that division is so bad. Like, uh, the Twins, obviously, will probably be the front runner to win the division again just because they're here. But, yeah, I, the Guardians are really coming in with almost the same lineup as last year. I mean, you you still got Naylor and Quan and – um, you know, the they outfield is just outside of Stephen Kwan is very mediocre. They're predicting Ramon Laureano, who's kind of played well for the Guardians last year when they got him at the trade deadline. But he uh, he's getting kind of up there in age. And then you hope that Will Brennan develops out in right field. Um, they got a couple of studs in the infield and Andreas Jimenez and Jose Ramirez, of course. They got, you know, one thing I think we are banking on is that we have three young pitchers in the rotation who looked pretty good last year. Um, they got to keep Tristan McKenzie. Healthy, and then the big question always is if they're underachieving at the trade deadline, is Shane Bieber going to get traded at some point? Um, you know, so, how do you keep Tristan McKenzie healthy when he's going to play Slender Man? <laughs> <laughs> and I like the kid when he, put, when he pitches, he pitches very well, but he, he's definitely <laughs> had his injury woes. Um, the big question with the Guardians, too, is, is always the bullpen. You know, they have uh, Emmanuel Passe, who to me, you know, I know people in Cleveland love him. Um, I think he very much underachieved last year for as much money as he's making. He blew a lot of saves last year. Shouldn't have made the all-star team. And then they don't haven't really had much in front of Klasse either when it comes to those later innings. My personal favorite player is James Karinczak, and, and he's already on the DL right now with, with a shoulder issue, and he, uh, he kind of had a really rough year last year, so... That they're calling it a make or break year for him, but I'd love to see him return to that eighth inning setup role. So we'll see. But to me, it looks almost the same as last year. But again, I still have a little bit of hope in, this, in the fact that our division is so bad. 
So what's uh what's your MLB outlook for the uh, for the season? <laughs> so, so so look uh, with with you know with our hockey edition where Mike we, you know Mike kind of sat there and didn't really know much about hockey when we're talking and and he went out and said you know what y'all made me feel kind of kind of left out and I'm gonna go pick a hockey team. <laughs> I think I already know who Sean would be leaning towards for a team, but I would like to see Sean get a little more invested in that team. Pick an MLB team. Yeah. Is that our is that our goal of getting Sean a, a baseball team now? Definitely not the Astros. All right, right. that's a start. Like the Astros in the nineties. Wait, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna play the same exercise we did with Mike. All right, the teams you're not allowed to support. But can we can we do another like top? But I I really like this. I mean, if we I don't want to ruin this game, but like, would Sean not pick the Rays? That's what I would. (laughs) All right, well the game is over. Sean's got the Rays. That was a quick game. Keep us posted. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't contribute. I do like how you said, yeah, he can come and sing a national anthem whatever he wants. <laughs> I died laughing when my dad, when Peyton Turner finally played at the end mm-hmm. of the season and he fell on a fumble. My dad yells out, <laughs> he falls on fumbles like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> we would die laughing. That's what, that's what I thought of when you said the national anthem. That's, that's, not, really, that's not really a fair, that's not really a fair uh, comparison there because – Adam Wainwright could potentially be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Peyton Turner will not be a Hall of Famer. Saints Hall of Famer? Peyton Turner might not be on the NFL roster next year. Oh, Patrick's looking at me like he doesn't think Wainwright might be in the Hall of Fame. Huh? I, I, no, he will be. I think he will be. At, at the very least, we know he's going to be. He's definitely be in the Cardinals. He's going to be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame, Wainwright. Ring of Honor, whatever. And you know, yeah, we'll we'll get this. Maybe they'll be starting to set up his wing maybe. of the uh, of the stadium when he's. Uh, when we're up there, but again, it's it's not him in totality. It's just the last two or three seasons were not great, and I did not enjoy watching some of those starts. So, uh, yeah, not well, the Rays, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Well, that's what you can continue calling them. <laughs> I need to wear the damn jersey. I keep forgetting to put on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sean, I'm trying to, to wear to all get... these like old band shirts I haven't worn in years. So. <laughs> and you know, I've made, I've made mention it's probably not on the pod, but definitely to Sean in person is that the Rays' best player actually wears Sean's football number. So there you go. Randy Rosarena wears number fifty six, and, and that would be you know a good player for Sean to kind of jump in and start supporting. Todd doesn't really like him because he's in the in the division, but he's pretty arrogant. He's good though. He's, he's good. He's a good. He's a good player. He's. Good. He's gone. Good. He's gone, he's but he's, a, he's an I, arrogant turd. But. I mean, <laughs> he's gone. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I have a pretty good idea that everyone's going to agree with me when, this, when I say the sentiment. We are all rooting against the Dodgers this year. But not, not that we haven't been anti-Dodgers because we all kind of are, I believe. But with the uh, Otani signing and how they deferred the money, we talked about that. Uh, yeah. uh, episodes they got, ago, they got somebody else too, right? Yeah. Need another big name? No, uh, the guy from that Japanese guy, the pitcher. But I thought they got somebody else. They yeah. got a guy from. Didn't they get the guy from? Uh, they got Oscar from, Hernandez, but he's not a really he's big garbage. one. I hate that dude. I thought I got. The, I thought I got a guy from the Rays. I think they they got another. Was it Snell? Did they get? No, guy? Snell's not signed. It's yet. a pitcher, right? How is yeah, it's a uh, Glass now. They yeah, Glass now. Yeah, and, and they got the guy, the the big pitcher from uh from Japan. So yes, loading so. up on all this talent, but you know, it's like you take it from somebody that's a fan of a team in the AL East. What has happened to the Yankees in the past two seasons? They they were they're heavily favored and they just absolutely choked. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see the same thing from the Los Angeles Dodgers this year. Yeah. I hope it backfires on them greatly. Like I'm I'm gonna low key be a a 
not a fan, but a, 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 an avid follower of the Braves. Like, I, don't like, I, I am anyway because like that team has so much talent on. Like they're fun. That's a fun team to watch. I don't like them, but that's mm-hmm. a fun team to watch. But they are probably the biggest threat in the National League to the Braves to the to the Dodgers. So I will be doing all I can to watch and hopefully support and see them take down uh, the Dodgers. We need, uh, we need Sam here for that. He's a big Braves fan. Get him on one day. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, back since going back to Patrick <laughs> saying that uh, that he would love to see the Cardinals beat the you know win the, the season series with the Cubs. That is the game that we're planning on going to see. You know, in mid July, we're gonna go see. We're planning on going to see wagons take the wagon to St. Louis, and they have a series you know, series against the Cubs that weekend. So that is where we're going. So. But it's decided that we're doing that. Are we doing a train ride there for sure? Or? I'm I'm all on the train ride for that. I think that'd be cool. But I'd love to run a train up to uh, St. Louis. <laughs> the St. Louis wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Was that maybe the team name back at like the we, 1800s? The St. Louis wagon. It could have been. <laughs> we, we definitely need Sean to clear his schedule and come though. <laughs> Russell, uh, Russell's Russell's in. Good, he said. good. Mike in. Mike. Not that I know. Mike. <laughs> Speak up, Mike. We can't hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that ought to be a fun trip. The baseball trips are really enjoyable. Uh, Sean came a few years ago to Dallas with us. Uh, you know, this will be the first one Patrick's on with us. This will be a, a really cool, really cool, enjoyable trip. I do enjoy baseball, just uh, even though I don't have a team necessarily. That's, that's fine. Yeah. You're a fan of the sport. We know that. It's never, it's never too late to start, Sean. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. I, mean, I, I think more so than even necessarily following a team uh, – I like seeing the stadium, as, as I kind of said earlier, with a way I wanted to go see Dewey Noble and take him and go see a Mississippi State game one day. Um, you know, we all went to Dallas not that long ago and saw a, a Rangers A's game and became, became a Matt Chapman fan um, at the ballpark in Arlington, the Globe Life Park. That's what it was called at the time. Globe it's Life, the, final, really, literally in its final month of existence, we went and saw him. So it was a really cool experience. I think, you know, even though Sean doesn't have a team that he follows, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And, and you, the, by the way, that stadium was beautiful. It wasn't even that old. But they, they said they wanted the retractable roof for a Texas humidity because that was an open, open roof uh, field. But really kind of closed before its time, in my opinion. But, uh yeah, that, that's the one thing about traveling for sports is like, I, you know, I, I would say I'm probably, and I can't speak for everyone, but I'm probably a bigger hockey fan than I am a baseball fan. We're obviously probably biggest Saints supporters than anything else. But I think when you travel, the baseball stadiums have something that kind of sets them apart. They each have their own thing that kind of stands out to where you say like, oh, I want to go to that stadium to see that. Where like you know a lot of basketball arenas and hockey arenas kind of have that same generic look. Same with football stadiums too, except if you're going to Tampa Bay and seeing the Buccaneers, or you're going to you know uh, yeah, yeah. Jerry World. I can say Jerry World and AT and T Stadium pretty nice. Yeah, and I, you know some of them some of them have their own amenities to set apart, but for the most part they all kind of look alike. But I think baseball stadiums kind of do that intentionally to make themselves look a little bit different and have a thing. Like uh, this past summer we went to Milwaukee, and I thought. That stadium was cool as hell. It's got the retractable roof. It's got yeah. the slide where the, the mascot slides down it when they hit a home run. And But believe it or not, the locals actually feel like the stadium is outdated and they want a new stadium. And I'm kind of like, man, I, it was actually right up there with Camden Yards as far as my favorite stadium that I've been to so far. But some of the locals are acting like it's old and outdated, which is crazy to me. But 
maybe that's just from a guy that doesn't have a baseball stadium here in New Orleans, you know. Well, we've got the Shrine on Airline. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, you can you can expand on that and get a pro ball pro ball team here and, you know, knock back some of the – bring yeah, it back a little bit. They're supposed to expand it to the new goal. Oh, really? Like they're making the seats longer on the sides and everything like that. I'm, I'm serious. That's I wish I wish we could have Josh on the yeah, podcast Josh. to talk about his feeling for Wisdom Old Gold right now. So if y'all so if y'all didn't know, I don't know if y'all knew this, but Josh was a season ticket holder for the gold last year. I didn't know that. And he was sitting he would sat in row one yeah, midfield. Like, like, like the real like, like really, really good, really good seats. And um when he went to renew his tickets, they said, Sorry, your ticket is no longer available but you can still keep your tickets, you just gotta move a few rows back. So they basically probably they probably had somebody like a a donor come in and say we're going to give this amount of money to you if we can mm-hmm. occupy these seats and they gave Josh's season tickets away without even checking with him first you know so that was pretty fucked up so Josh you know Josh is no longer a fan of the Nola Gold and refuses to buy tickets <laughs> we'll probably not we'll probably not go to a game all this year so that's messed up man like how do you do that without even like giving somebody like a heads up. Shame on, shame on you, Nola Gold. Well, I, we could write a litany. They didn't have ample seats to give this other crew. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your I know. It's not, I, w- I wouldn't imagine their season ticket sales are extremely high. So I don't. Uh, you know, you don't, wa- you don't like watching a bunch of young, jacked up young bucks run at each other. Uh, I could. Like I could get, that, get that in wrestling. <laughs> I my my issue is not with the Nola Gold. My issue is the fact that we don't have a baseball team. Uh, I agree. It's so like. I, I have not been to a Nola Gold game, so I'm not going to like talk bad about their product or the team because I don't know. It. I'm not I'm not informed enough to do that. I'm only speaking from the standpoint of we no longer have whatever level of uh, minor league baseball, and I, I miss it. We have the Zephyrs yep. or the Baby Cakes. Yep. I just miss I baseball games at the Shrine. I don't care if they're like, called Baby Cakes. I just want to go to a baseball yeah. game. What yeah. pisses me off, though, is, you know, we had the Zephyrs here for a long time, and they played at Maysbury Field, which was private, just for them as Private Park back in the day when they first started. Uh, and then they built the Shrine on the airline, and it's a, it was a big deal. Um, and it, it, they decided to change the name to the Baby Cakes, and I, I think they were hoping to kind of, like, boost ticket mm-hmm. sales by doing that. And it didn't really necessarily work, but I mean, it just kind of sucks that you, you go ahead and you know, make this whole transformation, change the team name, and y'all are really only around for like two years as the baby cakes, maybe three years at most, before y'all just kind of pack up and leave. Through some merch sales. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got in the case over there for like, I'll say three bucks on clearance when they well, moved. I, they I had the, uh, the 4th of July baby cakes hat. That I ended up losing in a house fire, and it kind of pisses me off because now if I go buy that, look for that hat on eBay, it's probably you know hundred bucks or so, which I'm not paying for a minor league baseball hat. But you know that we got our own memories at that stadium to where you know you know when I got married, we did our my honey yeah. shower out That's there. Shower so there. we we got there before they started charging for parking. We tailgated. We played beer pong out in the parking lot. Then we we got actually my uncle worked at the Tom's Picking, which was a sponsor of the game. So he got us like thirty free tickets. So. Everybody went to the game for free. It was it was a blast, and like you couldn't. You, to me, I know a lot of people knock baseball for being boring, but fuck, would you rather be sitting at your desk doing work? I mean, it's it's ten dollars or less to go watch a baseball game, sit and enjoy peace, and, and watch people play baseball. I mean, it's a you know, you relaxing the, experience. Like you said, the Toronto <clears throat> was was for a minor league park, a really really beautiful stadium. You know, it's got thirsty Thursday, kind of like, like the maze that had the levee. It's got the, the section with the pool. 
Uh, you get the fireworks on Friday nights. You, you know, your thirsty Thursdays where you get dollar beers, two dollar beers, whatever it was. Two dollar hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, a company had a yearly Zephyrs. It was one of our events, and one time the the Gators Den with the the pools in the in right field. They had crawfish out there one time. Mm-hmm. So like reading trays of crawfish and. You can go swim if you want. It was a good time, whether anybody cared about the game or not. But it was, you know, a good atmosphere. So we're, we're not too far away from the start of baseball. I think some of us have high hopes. We, we all have our villain teams this season we're going to be uh, rooting against. Um, I don't think any of our teams are really like, well, Todd, Todd's Orioles are the most likely to get to some sort of championship league, championship series. And possibly the World Series, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Well, and look, if Sean becomes a Rays fan, the Rays, <laughs> the, Rays? the Rays usually surpass expectations. So, uh, you know, I, I think it would be a good team for Sean to latch on to for a number of reasons. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to see him make in some invested interest in it. And you speaking of like latching on, I do have I do have the MLB uh, app on TV that you know. I've, Generously shared my password with a few people. So, <laughs> Sean, you're welcome to it if you decide to start following him. Um, I think the other thing I want to kind of get into about sports-wise, now that we talked about earlier how football football is officially over, so all the other sports are about to start ramping up for, like, their playoffs or to start their season. Mm-hmm. Another book, keeping with football, the XFL has merged with the USFL, to make one league now, uh, I'm curious because I don't I don't know a damn thing about these two leagues other than like a, a few things here and there. But will you be watching any of spring? This go ahead, Travis. I will I will probably be watching the New Orleans Voodoo, which I think are now playing out of Lake Charles to bringing them back. Oh, really? Because uh, Chase Forcade, Rummel alum, will be their quarterback this year. Oh wow! wow. So uh, shout Chase. out shout out to Chase. Chase is an excellent young man, by the way. Like if you ever Chase, if you listen, yeah, if you ever get uh, an opportunity to meet the kid, I mean, one of the things that always stood out to me about Chase was that the kid started at Rummel as the quarterback as a sophomore, and like you you would not know. That you know he was he didn't fit that stereotypical star athlete mold um, because he was the guy who was you know nice to all the nice to all the the athletes. But he wasn't he was, a douche. Was not a douche. He was he was very nice to anybody and everybody. I still remember being in the counseling office one day and there was a kid having kind of like an emotional breakdown, waiting to see a counselor. He came out and he started talking to the kid before any of the counselors did, which was you know just shows for his character. But he's a really nice kid. He still keeps in touch with me to this day. So, <clears throat> no, I probably won't be watching, you know, the U- UFL, you know, combination of um, XFL and USFL. But, uh, but I'm assuming you know, The Rock is still part of that. He owned the XFL. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, so the Voodoo's come back in the like arena? Yes. Huh. So I will be watching the uh, Voodoo as much as I can, you know, assuming it's starting this year. I, I, I think it's, I would assume it's starting this year. Let me know when you sign up for the League Pass. I can get your account and password to watch the uh some of those games. Are we talking about arena? Are we talking yeah about for the arena league. So you can, when you when you buy the uh, league pass to watch all the games and watch Chase, give me uh, give me. Chase, we'd love to have you on the pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Travis, if Travis can work that out, it'd be great. You think we can get him to maybe do a, lo- a short or long form interview with Travis? Sure, I think probably would. He's a nice kid. Um, like one of his best friends lives around the corner from me, so. Yeah. 
But to answer Travis, your question, Patrick, I, I probably won't be watching any of the <laughs> USFL games. Um, I, 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 I watched a few Breakers games when they were around. I seem like three um, hours away. I'm going to get into it like I could in the NFL. I mean, I, I, I love the Breakers. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm a big uniform guy, but the, the Breakers did have some pretty solid unis. The mascot was cool as shit. Dave the Wave. I had the t-shirt with Dave the Wave on it. <laughs> Um, but I couldn't get into it, man. I didn't get the whole like every team played in Birmingham. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was dumb. That was like, odd. Yeah, call it New Orleans Breakers and they don't play here. Yeah, that, that, that was more of just like a logistics and money saving yeah. thing, which I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I get it. It's just it was odd. Being like, wait, this team is from New Orleans. Well, it's New Orleans team or the San Antonio team, but they all play out of one city, one stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just odd. But I mean, the bubble. I I wish them well. Like, I have nothing against it. I would probably watch a game here and there, but it's not something I'm going to sign up for to watch or pay much attention to. Again, baseball is going to be going, going to be in full swing. I'll be, that'll be my primary focus outside of getting ready for the hockey playoffs. Um, because I have other sporting interests I'll be kind of keeping tabs on too. Yeah. So, well, wish him well though. I mean, the rock, he's, I'm sure the rock and his group and has put a lot of money into it. And hopefully this merger, Gives them more resources to make a better product. That's actually cool in the old logo, I think. Yeah, that's much better than the old logo. So they're, so they're changing their name. They're, they're going to be the Louisiana Voodoo, and they're going to be playing out of St. Charles, Louisiana. I mean, Lake, Lake Charles, Louisiana, excuse me, uh, starting in, starting this year. So, If yeah. if anyone from the Baton Rouge Zydeco is listening, go look up the, <laughs> the, Louisiana, the Louisiana Voodoo logo and take notes. That's how you do a logo and do it properly with good colors and outline and design. Don't bring that, whatever. Just do better with your logo. And don't have Zydeco with a hockey stick on there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's if I, you know. I was kind of surprised to hear, though, that uh, A.J. McCarron turned down his backup job with the Bengals to go go back to, to UFL football. Uh, to. He joined the St. Louis team, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah, I think he said he he, he did it because he wanted his kids to know him as a football player, not just like hear stories about him playing football because uh, they were too young or not born when he was playing in Alabama and in uh, his brief NFL career. So yeah, that, that's 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 cool. He turned down a decent decent backup money to go play. Uh, in that league again, so good on him. That's that's a very he nice. Have his NFL career painted on his chest, in the big old chest plate that he's got. Ah, uh, he might. <laughs> I could paint his mom's yeah, I mean, chest. It's, it's admirable. I'm sure he probably is not making. His mom or his wife, both. <laughs> it's admirable. I'm sure he doesn't make as much money as he as he may he would make his backup in the NFL. But he wants to go be with his old teammates and possibly win another championship. I think that's just a. Very admirable, cool thing to do. You don't see that of many professional athletes nowadays. He, he didn't want to pull the Chase Daniel and just be a backup for life and catch some checks. Chase Daniel was a smart man. Whether you like, like him to come here, whether you like him or not, Chase Daniel has made quite a living playing football mm-hmm. as a backup. He made like $43 million as a backup or something. All because of that one Green Bay game. <laughs> I forget what team he played, but he had a stud game, and then next thing you know, bam. Yeah. New contract, millions on millions of dollars a year just off that one game. But good to him. I 
I am not hating. I am all kind of congratulating, sir. Get that money. But, um. It's like Matt Flynn. Yeah, same. Had like one good game in the last week of the season with Green Bay and then he signs in Seattle and then it's like, hey, Russell Wilson shows up. Yeah. Like, I'll take my 72 mil or whatever they signed for. Well, that's a, you know, pretty good, pretty good, uh, sports talk. Um, you know, go, that we have going on here. We got a lot, a lot of, as football wraps up, sounds like we have some stuff to really look forward to between college baseball, pro baseball, you know, and some. The Masters in golf is coming up. For you, uh, for you NASCAR redneck people, uh, us, inc- me included. No, uh, no, no NBA? The Pel- oh, oh, yeah. The Pellies. The Pellies sitting at the sixth seed right now. Yeah. Um, that they might actually not have to do with participating in playing yeah. the tournament for a team. I went, I went to the game Friday, and I, so I was there for the dust-up with uh, oh, Miami. <laughs> um, it was – I'm not saying it was much to do about nothing. There was something there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, love – he did the common thing, like you, you, got, you kind of wrap the player up to like prevent him from getting a, the free throw, or the, the easy layup in, and it just kind of escalated from there. And I, I like that the players went to defend him, even though it wasn't like a super malicious act yeah. by by Kevin Love. But uh, Zion was very thankful to his teammates for having his back in the press. Um, so that, that's good. I think yeah, I heard uh, Alvarado had suspended like three games. I think for coming off the bench. Yeah, he got three games. So did uh, I think Thomas got a game. Yeah, yeah. Thomas from the he got three games. Butler got one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the players leaving the bench is what they got them three games. Yeah. Um. The I'll say this though: the crowd went absolutely nuts when that fight <laughs> started. Like the amount of just energy booing uh Butler and Butler deserves some of it. He's he's not. A jerk like Draymond is like hitting people and starting stomping on them and starting fights like that. Butler's not exactly that person, mm-hmm. but Butler will get in your face and like he's his issues with his own teammates back in Minnesota has been documented. He's a, he's an intense player. Uh, he will kind of get under the skin. He he draws a lot of contact and a lot of fouls, but I don't think he's like a bad player. So he changes hair back from that emo looking shit that he had at the beginning. Of yes, the he's back to regular <laughs> hair, Jimmy. <laughs> Um, like he, he, he does it just for media day mm-hmm. so that they'll make, that has to be his, his profile photo for all like the, uh, games like that. So he, ha- he has fun, but that's why I kind of like him a little bit. He, he takes the game very seriously, but he also has a very, uh, fun side to it as well. He, he's a really good player too. But, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, NBA, I don't, I would be interested to see what the Pelicans do. Yeah. Um, I think they're in a, a Good spot. I think they're properly about where they should be. They're yeah. they're they're five six. I just want to see them get in without having to do the playing tournament. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. The the, the whole Western Conference is kind of odd because you have Minnesota is on top. Mm-hmm. OKC, who's been playing phenomenal with Shea Gilchrist Alexander, is the two seed. Um, but teams like the Kings, who are a top team, last season they're like a seven or eight seed. Yeah. Golden State and the Lakers are like bottom. Yeah. Eight, nine, ten. The Mavs are right around us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea how it's going to play out. It's Ball- definitely any team can win. Yeah, at least from that from that side for sure. Like the Nuggets, who won it last year, they they look vulnerable at times, but I, I expect them to to get in the form when it when it, ma- yeah. when it matters. The East, it feels like it's going to be just like Boston. Um, <laughs> Boston and no one else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if Milwaukee <laughs> gets their shit together with yeah. with uh with Doc there now as their coach, who knows? I don't. Philadelphia would depend on Embiid if he comes back at all. 
So I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a Boston versus whoever comes out of the uh, or survives <laughs> uh, the West. Yeah, I remember who the Lakers beat. It was like when LeBron and AD were out and they show up and beat the shit out of somebody. It was like, some, I forget who the guy was like ringing threes and they put up like 136 points on somebody. It's like, why are they so terrible? Yeah. The two best players are out and they murder people. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But did y'all hear that LeBron James is out for the season? <gasps> is, he? Is, is he really? No, he's just suffering from a sore penis. <laughs> Got a little chafing going on. I did not hear that. I, I would expect that to be Anthony Davis, but okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a huge basketball fan, and and I'll, I'd have a hard. I mean, I'd, I'd be a, a bandwagoner and jump on the Pelicans train, you know, when they get in the playoffs, I guess. But uh, I don't think I'd be able to get into following a basketball team. But I did recently get into playing fantasy basketball with my son because he's in it with his uh, his friends, and he asked me to participate in this draft. And we have a really good team. One thing I'm just having a hard time keeping up with is like you set your lineup for a week, and there's so many guys that take load management days that it's kind of hard to to prepare for a fantasy week when you never know if a guy's going to sit or not. You know, and we do have Queen James on our team, and and he is a. Uh, <laughs> Probably the numero uno load management guy. So. To be fair, he's also the oldest player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm forty, and I want load, I want load management days, and I don't, even, I'm not doing. Old ass LeBron, who's thirty nine years old, like nineteen eighty four, represent. Definitely feel old too. So you know what I watched on TV uh, on YouTube the other day, the nineteen eighty nine NBA All Star game. Now, all the talk they had about the NBA, like how the All Star game wasn't really a game; it was more like a fluff piece. Was it like the Pistons against everybody else, or <laughs> uh, the All Star game? No, it was. It was actually like the. It was. It was Pistons, Celtics, Lakers, and Bulls heavy. Mm-hmm. But there was so much talent in the rest of the teams that it was. What year was that? Eighty nine. There was one year. Uh, I saw a picture of it. For some reason, random NBA drivers can kind of actually some random NBA posts it will just kind of come up on my Facebook feed and it's from like basically the era that we actually watched. Um, I don't know what year it was, but it was the year that Supersonics had Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and Dallas Shrimp all in the All-Star game. <laughs> Shrimp. We need to order that um, that Funko Pop duo set with Payton and Kemp. I got, I got Kemp yeah, the NBA Jams version of it. Yeah. Where it's got the, the, the sneakers are red, he's got to hold the pixelated red uh, ball on fire. It's to order that thing. Speaking actually, of ordering. Actually, yeah, this one is a Target exclusive. Sean Campbell. Nice. The Rain Man. He was one of my favorite players back in the day. He was one of mine too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's see. So speaking of ordering. Uh oh. What'd you say? Uh oh. Oh, no. I, I placed the order for my. um. Jersey? My, my no, but yes, yes, but no, <laughs> yes, but no. Not what I wanted to bring up. My uh, my clink room hack. Mm. It was uh, that was a that was a pill to swallow, knowing yeah. that I had to wait four months for that thing to come in. Ooh, is it the pre order? Oh yeah. Which one was it? The um, the two face to hide. Nowhere, nowhere to hide with the two faces separating like that. Um, just give you a heads up now. If you do as you want to get one, you gonna pay up front. Well, I regret not getting that Mothman one because, uh, you know, I'm a big... Mm, yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm big into cryptozoology and, you know, extraterrestrials and all that kind of stuff. And the Mothman is probably one of my favorite stories of uh, folklore. And I saw that hat and even the color scheme of it was 
It was kind of like almost like a forest green with the black. Yeah. And had the Mothman on it. And kind of like, since we're talking about the, um, you know, road trips and whatnot, one of my nerd bucket list trips would be to go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to go to the Mothman Fest. That would be a pretty cool experience. Um, tell me about this. It's a, it's a festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia to kind of celebrate the whole folklore of the Mothman. That's where all the sightings are. I think it happens in September of every year. Um, so this sounds like another potential road trip for the pod, you know, much like Blurred Fest. I mean, they're, they're, for, for Todd, it does, yes. I mean, there's, there's probably nothing to do out there other than go to that <laughs> festival. So where I mean, at? West, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. Um, will you be dressing what, what up? What the hell is in West Virginia? That's like a state I forget about. West Virginia. The Marshall, Marshall University is there. Control. Again, what's in West Virginia? Math. Would you be dressing up if you go? As a furry? As a furry Mothman? Sure. No, I wouldn't be dressing up. But we know back on the pretty cool shirt that my sister got me with all like the the cryptozoology folklore on it and Mothman is on it so I'd probably wear that shirt uh, but back on the topic of clink rum hats though Pat uh, you know since we talked about the voodoo I think my favorite clink rum hat that was ever put out was one that looked pretty similar to the voodoo logo it had kind of like that it was purple and green and it had the, the uh, like a, a Papa Legba looking character yeah. on it yeah. um, that one's way since discontinued missed my opportunity to buy it um but while we're still on this topic, they re- recently released the uh, French Bulldog one that's pink and black. And um, Todd's daughter's birthday is coming up in June. In June, She was just sitting in here with us. And I'm thinking about buying that one for $55, but also have to understand if it's going to fit her head because uh, they're only fitted. So yep. Make sure you get a measurement. Yep. And well, measurement. I mean, how, how soon does it run out, though? Because, I mean, those things, uh, it's only limited time. To, so that to typically the pr- – the pre-order normally runs for a few months, and then you have three or four months of production and shipping time. That so, like mine, the the one I had ordered, the pre-order ended today. The estimated delivery is early June. Okay, so just good then. just be prepared for the wait. You you pay you have to pay up front, but you, but you have to pay away. Mm-hmm. Grace's and, birthday, June six. So when so when right when did you order? I it finalized today. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's about. Yeah, three months for which isn't bad for a cat that's custom designed by someone from the art on the art side, and then you have to take it, get the hats, make them, and go through all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I guess it makes sense, but it's just so it's three months out, and you're like, damn, I wish my hat was here like right now. Well, my question is, clean from why why they limit the time? Why can't you just order them year round? I mean, I'm sure that design is saved, like. Probably. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's just how they do if it. That's off the if, you, if you were to re, like repost that Mothman hat, I would order it. I would say the same thing about the, uh, I don't know what it was officially called, but the Papa Legba looking hat. Um, but yeah, Todd and I actually, you know, my, our mom is always looking for something for her to get us for birthdays and Christmas. And she'll usually just say like, if you find something you really want, order it and whatnot. Well, Vintage Hockey put out their... Uh, pre-orders for the pre-orders for the New Orleans brass jerseys um, on their site so Todd and I decided like hey that would be a good you know good uh, birthday present speaking of yeah it's a big birthday coming up yeah. uh, so we, we pre-ordered a brass jersey uh, a couple weeks ago 
and I also I got the uh, the notification email from that 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 it was in it was going to be in production and it will probably ship in late April, which is a uh, you know month and a half after our yeah. birthday. But I guess I guess it's worth the wait. You know. Yeah, Todd. Just to let you know that uh, Frenchie you had that you were talking about, it ends tonight. Oh shit! So you need to order like tonight if you want to have that by uh, in time. So just a heads up. It ships in July. I'm sorry. Do you think I should just get the six, the six and seven eighths, and call it a day? I mean, head small than mine, so I mean, my head's small. She'll grow into it. It's a, it's a dope hat, though. I, it would, it would definitely be a hat you, you like grow. You just like kind of close inside. Put the ears into it. <laughs> yeah, like and there, there's there are ways to stretch it or shrink it if you need to. If you got a, a size that's a little off, but. Um, speak, going kind of tying back to, to baseball, I was looking at my uh, hat collection today, and I realized I can't find my blue with the Cardinal logo hat, and I don't have a red hat at all. So now I got to go on Fanatics and buy another red STL Cardinals hat and another blue hat. So that's gonna be another ninety five hundred dollars that I'm getting taken out of for for hats. Well, I was dropping the the, the Guardians recently released two. Spring training hats that I liked, you know, one of them kind of had that like almost silky feel to it, and it was straight navy blue with the G with the wings logo. Yeah, and then they recently released one that was called like spring training batting practice hat, and was white. It was a white hat with kind of a navy blue back, mm-hmm. and it had the red and blue stripes I across the white. I yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, I sent both the links to Heather and said like, hey, my birthday's coming up, so we'll see. That's the one he's getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, I, that's the one thing I I really my only pet peeve with like the Cardinals. Our hats are very generic and they can't really get a whole lot of creativity with them because it's really just the Cardinal itself. Like the, the old school Cooper sound like Cardinals logo, where he's kind of like got his back turned but he's looking over his shoulder at you. It's kind of cool, but um, we, we don't we don't have a lot of really cool logos or logo options. For the cards, some other teams have some cool shit, and we don't. I don't have nearly as much. Cardinals, give me something else. Step it up. I need some new stuff. That's that's one of the best logos and hats. I regret not owning that hat. Um, for those that don't, it's all for audio only. This Sean has the Noah Pelicans with the Mardi Gras. What's it called? Florida Lee on it. The purple green Mm -hmm. one. Voodoo Souls. Yeah, this was the one I was talking about. Yeah, that one's legit. But, uh, I don't know. You got anything else? Oh, I meant to ask you. Talking about, like, bandwagon or following on to sports. What do you think about the Inter-Miami uh, soccer team this season? Uh, I don't really – I haven't really watched. I kept <laughs> up. I know, I know they got messy, so I know it's a, a bunch of, uh, you know, my, my sister-in-law, her husband's heavy into soccer, and he and he was excited about, you know, about the idea of Messi coming to the United States, and I'm sure he probably – at, at home, because mm-hmm. he's Brazilian. <laughs> and, <Good answer. laughs> and that concludes our soccer talk for the season. <laughs> well, you're a soccer guy. What do you What do you feel about it? Um, I will not be watching MLS soccer. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, some Some of the Some of the games are entertaining, but the play of the league as a whole, coming from watching. European soccer and all the clubs on the uh, or the national teams to watching MLS. I I can't do it. I'll I'll, I'll put a game on here and there if I'm out with a buddy watching it. Sure, but it's it's kind of like uh, yeah, you, you, um, 
minor league football. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna do it. I just can't. So you're not gonna partake in an arena game, you know, watching uh, a former Rumble guy as a quarterback. No, I didn't say that. Okay. Um, I I I will go watch a Houston Dynamo soccer game in person because the stadium's not far from my sister's house and it's also not far from Equal Parts. So I will definitely make that happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a whole, I, I can't I can't really do that no less. Mm-hmm. You can make you can go in there and make a little bit of a merch stop just to get yeah, a little something. Uh, say you've been there. Final bet on Fox on Thursdays with. Garland Gillen and those crew. You know what I'm talking about on Fox Eight? No. The well, the sports guys on the Fox Eight News. Mm-hmm. They do a final bet thing on Kincaid and all that, and they actually talk about like Bundesliga and shit like that. They'll actually talk about bets and things. I'm just like surprised they go that deep into it. It's not all Homer LSU scene shit all the time. I probably won't check it out, but <laughs> thank you for the, thank you for the. Uh, they usually laugh at the dude when he says Bundesliga. I, uh, I, yeah, I do, I do, like I said, you said if you stop there, it, it's a good thing to, to maybe pick up a little something that just said you've been there, even if I'm not a jersey, you know, to buy a jersey or anything like that. No, I'm good. But usually when I, you know, when we go to the ballparks, I'll usually bring back a little something from the stadium. Like, I, my sister has some, magnet some, or some something. souvenirs and stuff from them, but I don't, I, at most, I might get maybe a t shirt. Yeah. That's just like I don't want any evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just don't I don't know anything about the team. I just know that their stadium's close to uh, one of my favorite breweries. Cool. I'll go to a game because the atmosphere is fun. But um, I also don't like any of the uniforms that the MLS teams have. But that's just me and Adidas. Thing I used to do when because you know we meet Travis, we go take this baseball trip every year and stadium off. One thing we initially did was. We we buy like our favorite players jersey shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, with those is that it's it's they're getting like astronomically expensive. They're like forty bucks for a t shirt now. Yeah. So uh, I kind of stopped doing that. I mean, because I could go buy a, a jersey off at the Ace Gate, a Stitch jersey off at the Ace Gate for like twenty five bucks, and it's cheaper than a t shirt. So what I do now, if you kind of see in the background, if you move Candace chair the way I have a case full of baseballs that I usually collect from the baseball stadiums that I go to. And I pick up some along the way from like other places. Like I have a Sunline and Diner uh, baseball. I got the Lambert's Throne Rule baseball. That's how that is. And I have a 50th anniversary Disney World baseball. Most of the other ones are from the MLB stadiums that I've been to. I, I, as, as the MLB season gets started and the minor league season starts playing, I will be back buying more minor league team. Uh, apparel, yeah. as I talked about last or earlier on in the, in when we started the pod, I will be doing that though. So that'll that'll increase, and I'm sure I'll have a purchase or two or three from St. Louis when uh, when the time comes. The Montgomery biscuits, you wear that shirt. I I, I, I will, <laughs> yeah. especially with the uh, e- even though I like the old logo better, the new logo is still pretty good too. Though. Yeah. yeah, you need to you need to start your collection of those t-shirts. Yeah, and 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 supply some other. Uh, Things like, if they could give me a Montgomery Biscuits like bobblehead with a mascot, uh-huh. all in. I would collect little mascot figurines like that. Too. That'd be kind of cool. And Travis, you have a tank, a tank from the, the Montgomery Biscuits game, right? Yes. Yep. Patrick asked me to bring him back the t-shirt while I was there. Fantastic. So, so, but yeah, he needs to get that collection started with all the ridiculous minor league logos. <laughs> all right. You know what? You know, piss, speaking of that, it pissed me off. They kind of grinded my gears. But do we have a do we have a grind my gear segment today? We can. I don't know if, if you guys have anything you want to get your chest, but I, I mean, 
I can certainly. Oh, you always have something to get off your chest about. But the now I lost my train of thought. I was I was, grind, I was bad about something minor league. You don't remember what grinded your gears? No, I, 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 I'm, I'm old and I lost it already. Is it the, is it the pricey merchandise at minor league baseball games? No, no, no. It was the the there's a team a minor league team that had that for they had a special logo edition for some games and it was the uh, motor boaters. Oh, yeah. And I tried to buy it. I, mean, I think I might have showed you guys a picture of it. I go on the website. They won't ship it out of state. I'm like. What? Like, I would like to give you money <laughs> exactly. for your awesome logo and a koozie and a t-shirt and a hat. Nope, can't can't ship it out of state. I'm like, are you kidding me? Where did they play out of? Um, I think down in the Dakotas. Mm. Travis, uh, Dakotas are all the yeah. North Dakota. <laughs> well, something going with like the Mississippi River, like the Mississippi yeah. Motor Boaters. I I I I tried to buy it on. I thought I thought I was doing something wrong. It was like, no, they don't ship outside the state. I was like, this is tragic. I mean, not that I've ever been to a, a Manitoba Moose game, but I've always like loved the logo. Even both of the logos really had the old cartoony style Moose logo that was Missouri. the original one. Look at how close they are to St. Louis. They're not. They're 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 they're, they're like North Dakota. Because uh, I thought it was I thought it was uh, Missouri, but it's but, not. No, it's, 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 it's Bismarck North. It's Bismarck North Dakota. I think. Okay, they're, they're called Missouri. Yeah, but it's like the they're out, they're out of Bismarck because they're a normal team. It's like the Bismarck, uh, not the Lark or something like that. But yeah, uh, you you would think it'd be like Missouri, like the state. No, it's like Bismarck, yeah, like crazy. North Dakota. Missouri, North Dakota. Something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've always been a Manitoba Moose fan just because of how cool the logo looks. Watch the game. But I was just looking at the website trying to, trying to get some merch because I like the logo, both the old cartoony style logo that they had when they first started and the new one that's kind of like a mean looking moose. And uh, I was showing Travis some of the merch that they had, and he was actually going to buy me a koozie of the Manitoba Moose birthday. But he said it was like five bucks, but the ship was going to cost like twenty bucks a ship from 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 Canada. Mm-hmm. He decided not to do it. Canada. I you know I've always been a Manitoba Moose fan just because of how cool the logo looks. Not watch the game. But I was just looking at the website trying to trying to get some merch because I like the logo, both the old cartoony style logo that they had when they first started and the new one that's kind of like a mean looking moose. And uh, I was showing Travis some of the merch that they had and he was actually going to buy me a koozie of the Manitoba Moose birthday. But he said it was like five bucks, but the ship was going to cost like 20 bucks a ship from, from, from Canada. Mm-hmm. He decided not to do it. Canada.